I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah. Here on this Tuesday, good morning to you. I'm Alex Pearson. He is Tom Korski. Oh, I have missed him so. So he is the uh, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. Happy New Year, Tom. All the best to you in 2024, Alex. I'd say let's hope it's not worse than last year, but I think it's going to be one of those. I, I think it's going to be a really eventful year. I, I, I think there's a lot, a lot coming at us, right? Like an, I think there will be election. I'm not... Uh, I'm not. I'm oh. not holding on for that two years, but I think it'll be. A oh, year. definitely. I no. I, yeah, absolutely. I agree on a on an election. It's uh, almost unthinkable that this parliament would go in another year and a half. It, just, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No. There's only so much they can uh, rag the puck on this one. Um, but I do want to talk to you because something that is going to be starting soon is the um, public inquiry into the foreign interference that gets started on Jan- uh, January 29th. You write about um, New Democrat MP Jenny Kwan. She is a Vancouver East MP uh, who, you know, has been told she's going to be a target uh, of communist uh, Chinese agents because that's her fate. You know, this is what she will go through for life. Michael Chong is the same. Uh, Aaron O'Toole has also been, you know, told that he will be a target as well. She has been given standing at this inquiry, um, but a lot of, and it hasn't really gotten a lot of attention Many conservatives did not. And so what is going on, you know, at the outset of this thing? It, it looks, on first blush, like they're they're kind of just putting in the old, uh, they're trying to make it look like they're doing something. I, I want to give the benefit of the, of the doubt to the judge, uh, Alex. I'm trying. I'm trying. But, but we I'm don't trying. know. I, I, no, I, I, and I respect and admire your cynicism, and I think it's rational. Here you have MP Kwan, who applied for standing, received it yesterday. What does that mean, by the way? It means you can send your lawyer down to the commission and ask questions of any witness and compel any document. And she did that because her party did not get standing that she wanted. Let's give a little bit of benefit of the doubt to the judge and say they didn't want this to turn into a partisan hayride, because then you have to give it to the Liberal Party, and then everyone's involved, and then the Conservative Party. All, MP Chung is also represented by his own counsel. My own opinion is the larger issue is this inquiry is already light. Lawyers charge by the hour, I get it. And if you give them a, a hundred days and they can get away with it, they'll take five hundred. This inquiry has already asked for an extension on the deadline on the first report. It was due the end of February. Now it's the first week of May. That's not a good sign. But having said that, this is going to be so public, similar to the Freedom Convoy, it's pretty hard to hide any monkey business. It will become obvious instantly if the fix is in. Now, people were unhappy with the ruling in the Freedom Convoy, and I've always said it wasn't the ruling. It was the documents. That's where you found out Cabinet was fantasizing about bringing in the tanks. That's when you found out Cabinet lied about the police requesting an emergency order. And look at all the people whose careers were abruptly shortened as a result of the documents disclosed at the Freedom Convoy, I predict a doubleheader with this one. 
Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, 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 at the end of the day, it shouldn't be partisan. Just get to the bottom of it and solve it and protect this country, you know. And it's clear that we're not going to have any changes in place. But by the time an election is called, I, I will try to be as generous as you. Uh, I, it, the optics right now are not giving me the confidence that I'd like to see this, uh, you know, turn out to be anything no, other but, than smoking. But you will get answers to, to basic questions. And here's one. So let's just take MP Kwan. She is targeted for life. She's told by the Canadian Security Intelligence Service she's a native Hong Konger, still has family back in China, as does MP Chong. This is why they were on the Chinese embassy hit list. Well, she only found out about that, along with MP Chong, last year after Global News and others uncovered the documentation. Officialdom had denied it. How's that for a question? Why wasn't MP Kwan told when Cabinet learned that she was on a Chinese communist hit list? That's not a difficult question. I agree the answer is going to be a career killer for somebody, but that's what, that's what our our expectations are reasonably from this judge. I think you're going to get those answers. Hope so. Um, I mean, meanwhile, the things we can do, we don't do. The CRT, and this is ridiculous. Again, this, this is where I look at the CRTC and I say, old Yeller's got nothing on uh, the CRTC. But, you know, yesterday they dismissed this request <laughs> from MPs. They're asking it ban state-run Chinese propaganda from its approved distribution list on the cable. Like, we have Chinese stations playing on cable in this country I have friends whose parents watch it like it is their their dying breath, and it's all this propaganda against us. It's and they won't, and no one in this country will get rid of it. A common special committee on Canada-China relations said get rid of it. Witnesses of the Public Safety Committee have said get rid of it. There have been the Canadian Security Intelligence Service has testified, including current and former officers, have said you have to get rid of it. These are the tentacles by which the party reaches into the Chinese-Canadian community. Exactly what you said, Alex. There are people who are not fluent in the official languages and rely on this media. Mm -hmm. And anyone who's ever seen China Central Television, we all we say every day is a good news day at China Central Television. The president is great. They meet all their production quotas. They're surrounded by enemies. No wonder they have to play rough. It's disgusting. If they can ban Russia, to, uh, Russia today, they can ban China Central Television and their other communist stooges. If people want that, just go on the Internet. I'm sure they can look it up. Oh, well, for now. Uh, I mean, look, they, 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 here's my prediction. They will ban Fox off the cable package, but they'll keep the Russian and Chinese propaganda channels. You know, this is the irony. <laughs> the CRTC is going to have hearings on foreign programming because of complaints about Fox, not MPs complaining about China Central Television. I know. It, 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 the insanity, it just doesn't give up. Then you got Immigration Minister Mark Miller. Um, you know, he is the Immigration Minister. It's his file. 807,000 foreign students um, are allowed to work unlimited hours in this country because of this government, yet they don't have one piece of paper of research on the impacts that it would have in this country? How, how is that possible? If anyone knows a Canadian post-secondary student who had trouble getting a job last year or ever since, this is interesting. It may not be their fault. What did Miller do? He dropped 800,000 foreign students into the full-time workforce before they were limited to part-time hours, 20-hour-a-week cap. And Miller then extended it, and he extended it before Christmas. And he was asked, and he said, I don't think 
these foreign students are taking any Canadian jobs. The overwhelming evidence is, of course, they're taking Canadian students' jobs. Look at the jobless rate for Canadian post-secondary students last summer. You don't have to be Nostradamus to see what's happening, and Miller made it up. Shame on him. I'm sorry to get agitated. There goes another New Year's resolution. <laughs> he said, I see no evidence, and we find out through access to information he didn't even ask his department, the Labor Department, Immigration Department. Zero data on this, Alex. We can't be having Canadians give jobs to foreigners. I don't think that was controversial policy, but apparently we do, we, we do that sort of thing now. Or at least build the case as to why it works, because we're on this, uh, I think, dangerous path. You've got uh, Sean Fraser, the maybe someone can ask him one day, because uh, he was the immigration minister up until about 10 minutes ago. He started um, it. Right. And so, you know, Mark, Mark Miller now has to explain what Sean Fraser should have to explain. But Fran, Sean Fraser is so such a good communicator. He's now just explaining how he's getting all these houses built, which won't be built anytime soon. But he speaks so well, Tom, that that's good enough. And again, they never have to answer anything. But we have... Canadians who see uh, people coming into this country driving up the cost of homes, and if they start to see, you know, international students uh, taking all the jobs, you're just going to kill uh, our immigration system completely. Even Jason Kenney, when he was immigration minister, was a champion of immigration. Not so much anymore, I hear. But even he, when the minute he heard documented complaints that foreign workers were taking Canadian yeah. students' jobs at McDonald's in B.C., that was it. They dropped the hammer. We can't charge Canadian taxpayers to give jobs to foreigners. Why? Every self-respecting country understands that. I don't know what it is that cabinet sees that nobody else sees. They don't get memos. They don't see anything. That's it. I guess, <laughs> I guess if, you, if you don't draw it with crayon, they don't get it. I guess this is it. I guess, but you know, the, the bottom line is a lot of the policy that was brought in and boasted about is all coming back to roost. And now we're seeing how the policy either is hurting everyday Canadians wow. or wow. immigration, whether it's, you know, housing prices that, and houses that haven't been built or, you know, all these other things. But the, it's, it's not a good look. Nonetheless. Alex, we, we've always said these guys are, these cabinet is weak on administration. They think management is for losers. That's for small business people and people who run minor hockey. They, they're just not interested in running things. Slogans, speeches, awesome. Yeah, well, hey, good news is you'll be very busy for many, many years in or out of government. So you can thank them for that. And we will talk again Thursday, Tom. Have a great day. You too, Alex. Thank you. That is Tom Korski. And you will hear him again on Thursday, 1045. Blacklock's reporter, one of the best.